Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too. Episode two. I can't believe I'm saying that, but we're back. And if you're joining me again, and I'm not just talking to myself, thank you for coming back. And genuinely, I am so grateful for you. (laughs) So without any further ado, I'm going to open the episode again with a tarot card because it puts me at ease and I think it'll be a nice tradition. I won't always do tarot cards. I have a couple other like decks of inspirational, cool cards that I will randomly pull from to see what the message of the day is. I have Crush Your Goals, which one of my best friends got me, and I have Super Attractor cards that are awesome affirmations that my beautiful cousin got me. So next time we'll do one of those, but this time another tarot card. Okay, universe. Centering my energy. (laughs) Trying to at least. Oh, Oh boy, that was fast. What do we need to know? Ooh, King of Pentacles. Another really good card to start with. Kind of reaffirming again that I'm moving in the right direction. You will receive money or gifts of value or benefit in kind. (laughs) Yes, we like to hear that. You've got that lucky touch that a person needs to be successful. Whatever you are working on now will come to fruition, but you may need to seek professional advice along the way. You are stable and secure in your outlook, bringing wealth to a business relationship. Hmm. This can be money, but also maybe a wealth of knowledge. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's great. Directing your energy to your crown chakra will help to connect you to the universe and see that you can truly succeed. The only blocks are those you create for yourself. I feel that. Golden ray calcite will help extinguish these blocks and boost physical and mental energy and creativity. I'm allowing that card to serve as a reminder that if I continue to do things that align with me and put my energy and efforts towards the projects that I think I can bring value to and get value out of for my journey, um, then it could really pay off for everyone and the universe. So anyways, let's get into it. So if you weren't here last time, I'm continuing to answer questions that people on Instagram asked about me to get to know me better or just curious. So the one that I left off on, which I know everyone's been waiting for, (laughs) I'm just kidding, is about Beer Girl. So if you don't know Beer Girl, which I highly doubt you don't know because the only place I'm really advertising this podcast is on Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, you probably know about Beer Girl. But nonetheless, I'll give you a quick brief just to sum it up for those who don't. So a couple years ago, I went to the US Open tennis match in New York with my boyfriend for the first time and was having so much fun. And I had got on the Jumbotron in the crowd, which has literally never happened to me before. I don't think I've ever been on the Jumbotron at least long enough for me to notice and do something. So my natural instinct was to finish my beer because you have to do something when you're on the Jumbotron. What are you gonna do, just smile and wave? Like, no, that is a loser behavior. (laughs) I'm sorry if you've done that, okay. Um, Don't take it personally. But anyways, I wanted to do something fun. It was literally so instinctual to me to finish my beer. I always think it's so funny when people ask like, why did you do it? What made you do it? I'm like, I don't know. When you're on the Jumbotron, you gotta do something. So anyways, 
I chugged my beer and honestly it was so fun like the crowd energy went up and like people were cheering and it was a blast didn't think much of it an hour goes by and the camera the jumbotron comes back to me so I was like oh my god people loved it last time I gotta chug the beer again so I chugged I, I took my boyfriend's beer I chugged it again it was really fun. Again, the energy went up. I'm pretty sure even the tennis players were like, yeah. So it was really fun. And like in the moment, a couple people had sent me like Snapchat or Instagram videos like of seeing me on ESPN TV. And I was like, oh my God, no way. My Jumbotron appearance has been televised. Like that's awesome. But little did I know that it was going to blow up and go completely viral over the weekend, all over the internet, all over the world. And it was the craziest thing ever. Super, super fun and hilarious and had a great time with it. So now this past year, we went back and everyone was like, what are you going to do? Are you going to go back? Because like it was this whole thing last year. And I was talking to my boyfriend, like, what, what should we do? I, I, I want to go back. Like, I had so much fun. And, like, you never know. I didn't want to plan it. I was like, if it happens again, that would be hilarious and meant to be. But I don't want to plan it. Like, let's just go and, and have fun and see what happens. Plus, we went the same night that Serena Williams was retiring. And, obviously, we couldn't afford to be in that main stadium. We were in the same um, smaller stadium we were in last year. So... We were like, yeah, we'll, we'll go and whatever. So I, I really didn't expect anything of it. And we were in different seats. We sat down. Of course, I had my beer just in case. We sit down and literally like 10 minutes in, one of the camera guys like locks eyes with me and he's like, you. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, it's me. And he was like, like signaling walkie talking and I was like holy crap my boyfriend and I were like oh my god it's definitely gonna happen again <laughs> so then it was just like a waiting game we were like oh, when is it gonna happen so then sure enough they play the video from last year on the jumbotron and I'm like over here like turning bright red like oh here we go so and I had not practiced at all like my chucking skills were exactly the same as they were the year before so I was like, okay, let's do this. I chug it. Everyone's cheering. It was so fun. And then it happens. Like, I didn't know what to do. The camera was still on me. So then I chugged another beer. And that's actually the one, again, that went viral um, later on. So, and actually there's some more funny stories from the second year that never got aired. But I'm going to save those. I'm going to keep another little cliffhanger. So anyways, the questions that people were asking me about Beer Girl were... What are the downsides like and pressures that come with the viral chug and have I been able to monetize it? So um, I'm going to actually say the things that I love about it first. I love having like bragging rights and having my friends have bragging rights that they know me because of this. So it's fun if if you're asking the right people um, and it connects me to people all over the world who are really typically awesome people. And I really... Like, I really love it because part of my essence and something that I still am, obviously I'm on a journey right now to figure out like what I love about myself and want to embrace and what I want to work on. So one of the things I do love about myself is that I really enjoy bringing joy and laughter to people around me. And I feel like I really did that with this whole thing that never meant 
to like be anything, if that makes any sense. So I really do feel like it's connecting me to like this enormous audience, enormous audience. And it has been so cool to get to know some people because of this that I would literally never have known. And just hearing things from different types of people all over the world has been like crazy and awesome. So I also love that like, if you had told little Megan, like little 13 year old nerdy Megan, that I would be all over ESPN and Sports Center for chugging a beer and being like hot, <laughs> she would go crazy. Like she would be so happy and excited because she thought, you know, she, I just remember like being a little kid and being like, I really, and this is so sad. I don't even know if I should share this, but it's coming out anyway. Like I remember, like I really wish that like I was pretty and like I wish people liked me. Like I wish that I felt like I belonged. And so, and I loved sports. So like ESPN and Sports Center, even though I know it's alcohol and not like, anyways. So yeah, I really do net net. This has been a really fun, awesome, positive experience. But now I'll talk about some of the things that I haven't loved about it or that have just taught me things about life and myself and the world around me. So I've struggled a lot with social media after just feeling a like I need to kind of cater what I post to my new fans and kind of being stuck with like not knowing which direction to go in like whether I wanted to be authentic or kind of go with where the people were telling me to go go with the money go with this character that everyone wants me to be um, and I, it's really kind of made me question my identity a lot and feel like I, I didn't, I like lost a little bit of like who I was because I, I am a people pleaser. So I want to be what people want me to be, but like, that's not all I am. And like I said, in the last podcast, if you were here, I have more to offer and I just, I've been really stuck. I've been really stuck with social media because like part of me also didn't know, like everyone was like, oh, you, sh- you got to be an influencer now. Like you have all these followers. And I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if that's something that I want. And like, I never planned this. So I have to really think about this. And it was it, like, for some people, it, it seemed like, how could you not? Or like some people were like, oh yeah, you should never. So it was very confusing for me. And I've thought about it a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, because there's a lot of pluses and minuses. And I also didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at all yet. So I, it just, it was confusing. But I do think in the end, it kind of propelled me to go and figure it out. So I guess it's a good thing in the end. But also that goes hand in hand with just dealing with people's perceptions of me due to it. I know that I shouldn't care what people think of me because they don't know me just from that little video. And I also feel like if they're going to judge me for that, then I'm not aligned with them anyway. So I shouldn't care what they have to say or what their judgments are. However, that's way easier said than done. And I also care about how those perceptions affect the people closest to me in my life that I love and my friends, my family, my boyfriend, like, um, you know, for the most part, it has been good but that impacts me a lot. And there, it's not all good. You know, there are some assholes. And that's another thing that I've had to deal with. People who are shitty on the internet, people who 
are writing me nasty DMs, people who are writing me nasty comments. All of these things have taught me more about myself because they happened, even though I'm not sure where I land with all of these perceptions and like where my perception lands on myself, if that makes any sense. So monetization, have I been able to really monetize off of it? Really the, the big answer is no. I have very little, very, very, very little um, in the grand scheme of things been able to make any money off of it. But I really think part of it is kind of my fault for not really playing this character or like going at it full steam because I didn't know what I wanted yet. I've done some fun things because of it and again met cool people but people and brands that have reached out because of it either they weren't aligned with me or they kind of disappointingly fizzled out so it's yeah it's I'm working on it because I do I have come to the realization that obviously I'm starting this podcast and I'm posting more on social media because I do want to connect with people at a large scale I do want to like be vulnerable and share myself with the world in different ways and yes the fun beer drink inside and also like the deeper side to me as well so I just think that the world needs more authenticity and I want to be part of that so I really feel like it'll fuel my purpose to allow the world in even if it's really hard I know that there are pros and cons with being vulnerable on the internet it comes with the territory. I also don't think that that means that I'm inviting for people to judge me or say mean things to me. Absolutely not. You should not do that. You know, people need to take responsibility for their own words and actions and just be good human beings. But by me being vulnerable doesn't invite that. It just says this is my choice to allow this, allow the world in and hope for the best but obviously I know that it comes with risk I just talked for a lot so I need to kind of break it up <laughs> and answer some of the would you rather questions that you guys wrote me on Instagram yesterday and they're hilarious like some of them are really twisted you fucking crazies and some of them I I straight up can't answer like my parents are listening to this maybe later on I'll, I'll stop catering to everyone else around me and just be more free but not yet okay I gotta I gotta work up to some of these fucking answers so all right I'm literally going to answer them kind of randomly I'll, I'll definitely scan first but step on a lego or stub a toe oh god both of them suck but honestly stub a toe you know why I have this weird like thing when after I stub a toe the initial is like the worst awful but like in between the initial and like it feeling totally better there's that like weird like good pain I don't know if that makes any sense maybe I'm a masochist but anyways moving on would you rather only wipe <laughs> with saran wrap or sandpaper for life oh my god I mean like saran wrap wouldn't hurt but you wouldn't wipe like anything with that and like sandpaper you could wipe more but it would hurt and probably fuck up your skin unless it gets like tough enough to the point I, I saran wrap sorry I would just drip dry and you know hope for the best <laughs> anyways okay moving on 
Would you rather become someone else or stay you? Oh, I like that one because stay me. I might not have always answered it like that, but stay me. This is a, this one doesn't deserve to be read out loud, but I'm going to do it anyway. You are stuck on an island with a mermaid. Would you rather top half human or bottom? Um, top half. Imagine being like a half a fish up here. No thanks. <laughs> um, you guys are twisted fucks. I'm not answering some of these. No music or no taste in food. That's so hard. I guess don't call me a granola mom or fucking almond mom or whatever, but I guess I would have to say no taste in food just because then, I mean, I would look good and eat healthy and not have to worry about missing out because I can't taste. So I guess that, that would suck though. I really do enjoy good tasting food. Okay, this one is so bad too. Permanent Cheeto fingers or taste buds in your butt. I originally like was thinking, oh, taste buds in my butt. So like I would eat up my butt. Like I guess that's not that bad. But then I was like, no, no, like you taste, you know. So that really sucks. Um, Cheeto fingers also sucks and is just embarrassing and like, makes everything so hard to do but I guess I would rather have that because like I'm not trying to taste shit every fucking day so no thanks veganism or carnivore that is also kind of hard uh like I like I have questions like what kind of carnivore diet like carnivore MD like I can still have like fruits and like some vegetables or like none like am i not am i only eating meat because if i'm only eating meat then veganism there's just more variety and options but if i can have some other stuff with carnivore then i would do that i think because i really i can't give it up i'm sorry would you rather be blind or trapped in an olive garden for the rest of your life that's horrible i i saw someone else answer that and they said trapped in an olive garden and i was like that's crazy. I would literally go mad. I would go insane. I would I would be blind. Even though it would suck. Oh, I like this one. Would you rather give up tacos or give up hamburgers? It can be any taco or any burger. Uh I would rather give up tacos because I feel like there's more Mexican food that I can like replace it with kind of. Whereas burgers, there's really no replacement. I love a good cheeseburger, so Okay, I'm just gonna answer a few more serious questions. What has given me more fulfillment in life than I originally expected? And so my answer to this is making bad decisions and like making the wrong choice because when you make wrong decisions, they still lead you to lessons that you wouldn't have learned otherwise and more fulfillment because then you're in a new headspace in your life that you are only at because of those bad decisions because of the way that you've learned okay so another question that I really liked and it feels like aligns with my deeper purpose for this podcast is what motivates me slash what does success look like to me and I initially read this and I was like oh uh these are two totally different questions like what motivates me like I thought, oh, is, you know, carrot versus the stick. Like I'm not motivated by, you know, criticism and harsh punishment judgment. I'm more motivated by like incentives and encouragement. 
And then I realized, no, the question's like exactly the same pretty much. Like it means what does success look like and how it motivates you to live your life. So I Googled it to make sure I was answering it right. And I stumbled upon an article from Psychology Today about like the 10 most common sources of motivation. And I thought it was really interesting um, because my initial answer was success to me looks like me being happy and comfortable and not having all of these fears, worries, insecurities, um, and doing the things that bring me peace and joy on a daily basis and I have a clear purpose in my life and just I'm I'm working towards it every day and I'm enjoying the journey of life like that's what happiness and success looks like to me and that's yeah I guess that's what motivates me too even though of course I'm affected by the society we live in and like capitalism and and what is what has been conditioned for me to want my whole life is still like a part of me that I'm working through but let me read the 10 most common sources of motivation because I think they're interesting and you can see where you, if you fit into any of these boxes. Um, external incentives, avoiding losses is the second one. Hitting rock bottom, that's a big one. Intrinsic motivation, which is where I think I fall under. Maintaining a positive self-image, I think a lot of people fall under that. Self-validation, curiosity, autonomy, current mood and other people what do you fall under okay another question that i love is is yoga hard to start with and i'm sure they're asking because i just got certified as a yoga teacher not too long ago i haven't officially started teaching yet i'm really excited to but obviously because of this trip i had to put that on hold so i've only done some one-offs and like classes for friends and family which has been awesome um, and I'm also working on building my own practice so that I can be a better teacher when the time comes to really teach, but I want to share it with you guys. So I'm, I'm sure I'll have an episode dedicated to yoga and all the benefits, but no, it isn't hard to start with as long as you are doing the right yoga for you with the right teacher, who's going to cater to your needs. Not obviously every yoga teacher can't cater to every single person in the room. But to a teacher that's well taught so they know that there's a, a bunch of different body types and not everybody is the same and not every mind is the same. So you really need to listen to your own body when you're getting started and then seeing what if it doesn't feel right. Like one of my favorite metaphors in yoga is if it's painful, don't lean into that. We don't want to consciously lean into something that doesn't feel right to our bodies and in life. But if it's uncomfortable and you feel like you are stretching and you are uncomfortable in a way that you're going to grow from it and you're going to get stronger from it, then you should lean into it. And it, it's kind of counterintuitive to our natural instinct. So I think also that's how life works. Like if you are leaning into the discomfort, you're going to grow and you're going to learn and you're going to get stronger. So it's a really powerful tool and it's also not only is it physically good for you, it's mentally good for you. It connects you to your breath and it helps you get more into the present moment and it helps you live longer because your body is meant to be able to move in, in the way that yoga teaches you how to move. So yeah, it's for everybody, every mind, just different levels. Listen to your body and you should try it. I'm excited for you. So I'll leave it at that and call it a day for now. 
but I can't wait for next week. I feel like I have actual topics I want to talk about next week now that we've kind of gotten over the get to know me hump and I'm really excited to tell you guys more about the trip and like what I've learned about myself. I think also three weeks will have been a good time to like actually have substance to discuss so I'm really excited but anyways um, thank you for giving me another chance and for wanting to listen to what I have to say this week. Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too.